welcome to the Mabel Grove Scripture Reading Podcast, episode 22, Job 29 through 42. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Scripture Reading Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Spencer. Today we're going to finish our conversation on the book of Job. So last week we spoke about what happened to Job and looked at his reaction as well as the beginning of the conversation with three of his friends who were all very much agreed that Job must have done something wrong in order to bring this kind of punishment from God. But of course, as we know, Job was considered blameless and upright by the Lord. So this week we are finishing reading the conversation between Job and his three friends as Job in chapters 26 through 31 gave his final defense. And in that defense, I just wanted to point out a couple of passages. In this first passage in chapter 28, Job is discussing where wisdom comes from. Let me read to you from verses 20 through 28. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. For he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it, and he said to man, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. I just wanted to point out this passage because this is what our current sermon series is on. And we're looking at it, though, from the book of Proverbs, from from that perspective. We'll also continue, we'll, we'll see as we continue to read and, and watch the videos from the Bible Project that Job is a part of the wisdom literature, but it's not from the same perspective as Proverbs, which we'll read over the next week. Now, the second passage from that last discourse of Job that I wanted to point out was near the end. In chapter 31, Job lays out his final defense with a number of points where he says, if I have. So, like he's saying something, like in verse 29 where he says, if I have rejoiced at my enemy's misfortune or gloated over the trouble that came to him. Or verse 33, if I have concealed my sin as men do by hiding my guilt in my heart because I so feared the crowd. Um, these, This is like all throughout chapter 31 here where Job is laying out his defense. He's like, look, if I have done these things, if I have done these sins, then absolutely judge that against me. But he does, you know, but he says, I haven't done these things. And so he concludes his argument in in verse 35 through 37. Oh, that I had someone to hear me. I sign now my defense and let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser put his indictment in writing. Surely I would wear it on my shoulder. I would put it on like a crown. I would give him an account of my every step like a prince. I would approach him. And then he ends or the very end, it says the words of Job are ended. So Job is done talking and arguing. He's ready to face his accuser. Then we see another argument come from a fifth person on the scene. 
Job and his three friends, they're finished talking, but a man named Elihu speaks up. Now, we didn't hear from him before because he is younger compared to the others. And he says in verse 6, that is why I was fearful, not daring to tell you what I know. But he couldn't hold his tongue any longer. His argument is similar to the other three friends, but there is a difference. And one difference is how he describes why God might have brought these problems on Job. In chapter 33, verses 29 and 30, he says, God does all these things to a man twice, even three times, to turn back his soul from the pit that the light of life might shine on him. He's saying that God may have done these things to keep Job on the correct path. Instead of moving toward the pit, or that's also translated as the grave, Elihu's saying that we need to look more at things from God's perspective for the why, to try and understand why this is happening. And after Elihu finishes, Job doesn't respond. We don't see that. Instead, what we see is the Lord coming and answering Job. And yet, he doesn't really answer Job's questions or defenses. Chapter 38, the Lord speaks. Verses 2 and 3. Who is this that darkens my counsel without words, or with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Instead of answering questions, God's asking questions. He takes Job through a whirlwind tour of the natural world. Like, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Now, when I read this the first time years ago, I think we were doing a sermon series on it over 10 years ago, I think. It's been a long time. But when I read it, I kind of thought that God was being a bit sarcastic here. <laughs> just when you're reading through it and he's just asking these questions over and over, you know, where were you when this happened? Do you understand what's going on here? It just, it gave like a sarcastic tone to me, but honestly, that's probably just me kind of imposing myself on it because I don't think it is really like, I don't think it's sarcastic. It's just the truth. God's giving Job a little bit of the perspective that Job lacks. He's asking God, or I'm sorry, he's asking Job all of these questions that, of course, Job isn't going to know the answer to, but God does know the answers. It's a powerful reminder for us today to read this and to understand who God is and that his perspective on creation far, far exceeds ours. And you know what? Job, he gets it. He understands it. In chapter 42, verses 1 through 6, we read this. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job repents. And the Lord finishes, and he chastises the three friends. 
for speaking incorrectly of him. Although I do find it interesting that Elihu is not mentioned here. It's only the three friends who had the longest arguments. Anyway, at the end, the Lord blesses Job even more than what he had before. I think the book of Job is a great reminder that the Lord is not always who we think he is, especially if we're not looking at him from the right perspective. But thankfully, he's provided us with his word to help us, to aid us in seeing him appropriately, to seeing him rightly. That's why this reading plan is so important for us. As we read through scripture for ourselves, over the course of the year. Now, next week, we're going to be continuing our reading in the wisdom literature as we are getting into the book of Proverbs. If you'd want to continue the conversation, check out episode check out the episode 22 page at our website, maplegrove.church slash read scripture. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Maple Grove Christian Church Scripture Reading Podcast. You can find out more information about our church at our website at www.maplegrove.church. You can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBtown. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Music Store. Thanks again for listening.